Do you want to hear like a super meta like problem that parkour people have? Yeah. Every time that you like write park, you write parkour. Oh yeah. <laughs> I bet. You just like you say it so often you're like park or wait, no, park. They <laughs> are like <laughs> Welcome to Everyday Superhumans, the podcast where we speak to ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm Kyle. And I'm Caroline. What's up, Caroline? Well... You feeling we... pretty happy today? No. No? <laughs> well, you should be. We have a brand Why? new logo and a brand new website. It looks really sweet. Good. Yeah. We needed that. <laughs> it's time to get real. Yeah, we, uh, it's actually professionally designed this time. The last logo was designed by me. Yeah, and, and you let's can tell face it was designed it. by me. It's designed by an engineer. Yep. And I got like <laughs> mathematically it was great. Yeah. It wasn't artsy enough. And we got a logo professionally designed by Adam Dotson, a friend of mine from high school who has his own company now. Adam Dotson Designs. I told him I'd plug him in an episode. So you're welcome. There Hopefully you, go. you get a bunch of new customers because of us. And let's just plug in our website. Oh uh, yeah. Might as well. www.everydaysuperhumans.com. That's correct. It's fancy <laughs> too. I think that it's pretty fitting that we got a new logo before this episode though because it's a very superhero looking logo and Matthew Lee Willis, our guest today, is probably the most, the closest to a literal superhero hero we've interviewed today. Yeah. His movements are like a gazelle basically. <laughs> yeah. He is a parkour coach, free running coach, founder of Lubbock Park, not Lubbock Parkour, that's why I found <laughs> Founder of Texas Parkour and the BAM Academy, which stands for the Bridging All Movements. It's a parkour and free running academy. It's teaches- in North and South Austin. Yeah. He's been expanding too. He's basically creating a movement here about movement in mm-hmm. Austin. How meta. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a real meta? It's a meta movement. But we talked to him about kind of like what parkour free running is, how you get into it, and how the philosophy of parkour applies to like outside of just moving around on the streets. Yeah, and you never know when you're going to fall. So might as well fall gracefully. (laughs) Yeah. And this will teach you. The BAM stands for what again? Bridging All Movement. Yeah, which is a parkour and free running academy. I was about to say something really inappropriate. (laughs) 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 It's like badass mother. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's you. That's that's the um, BAMF. You know, yeah, the, uh, yeah. it's the um, Bridging All Movement family. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain, like, in your definition, what parkour and free running are? Yeah, so my definition of parkour is just moving efficiently. Usually, parkour is used as a tool, and so it's used as a way of moving from usually point A to point B as quickly and efficiently. That's kind of like the wiki, mm-hmm. you know, like definition. Yeah. And so there's a lot of ways that people tend to view parkour. People can tend to view it like as an escape from from like reality and more of like a sense of freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get close to that like free running type aspect where it's evolved to. Some people see it as like a really strict like way, uh, discipline of movement. And then other people dive into like the philosophy type part where they try and encompass it in every like aspect of their life like i'm gonna do the oh, yeah, dishes was... efficiently and i'm <laughs> wow. gonna do my homework efficiently i was that know? guy when i did parkour i, I still am i still carry that philosophy with me mm-hmm. day to day yeah like that's like how i was with parkour i was that philosophical guy it's a mental check because you always have to be thinking about it yeah i think people tend to say 
mentally or physically become efficient. And so like once you get into a little bit higher of parkour training, you tend to realize that my body can do something, but my mind's not letting me do something. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you have to become like efficient in understanding your body. There's a lot of mind over matter in it because Mm -hmm. actually I, this is talking from my own personal experience with parkour. Like one habit I did when I was doing parkour that I still do today is meditation mm-hmm. because there is like a lot of like that fear that's not actually worth having because it's actually, you can, you could do it. Your mind is like, nah, maybe not. And meditation, like I helped me through that and I still practice mm-hmm. meditation each day now because of parkour. So yeah, it definitely has a lot of that mind or matter. Yeah, I think so because the concept and idea that I can jump from this rail to this rail six inches off the ground and do it perfectly ten times in a row, and then you you just bring that up three feet and you're like, I know I can get so much more scary. (laughs) Why is this scary? (laughs) I think that that can cross over to other things in your life too, Mm -hmm. like outside of parkour, like in your work daily life too. I bet. You see a lot of changes. Yeah, definitely. Like the way that I approach things, I kind of grew up where my dad was like a military. He was in the Marines. And so there was like the right way and the wrong way. (laughs) And the right way was quick, fast, and efficient. And so I think that's one of the reasons why parkour was so easy for me. And so taking that and the philosophy of parkour moving forward through my life, like whenever I tackle something, I like sit to think about, okay, what is the best way of doing this? Rather than just like starting, you know, I have to like mm-hmm. organize myself and try and figure out if I do this first, that'll take the most amount of time, you know, and then if I did this last, well, this needs to go first. And so I just find like efficient way to do usually everything. My mm-hmm. wife doesn't always like it, but <laughs> she's kind of a little less organized than me. Yeah. It's all about overcoming obstacles. So like, you try to find the best way to overcome them. Like, yeah. Like one thing that I noticed when I did parkour is like, Every time I, I walked outside, like, you saw so many things that you could move over that you could never move mm-hmm. over before. Like I could climb that building. I could like jump from there to there. I could uh, do. I could never get into free running. So I could never do any, do any flips off of things. But mm-hmm. like it's yeah. like have you played the game Mirror's Edge? I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the game Mirror's Edge in real life. Like you start seeing red everywhere. So what, <laughs> yeah. say. what objects are in the gym? Like what? What mm-hmm. sort of? I don't even know. Like yeah, yeah. It? So like it, it's interesting because. There are things that we have in the gym specifically because people want that obstacle. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it is mostly modular, like very squares and triangles and pillars and bars. Because people tend to look at something and they want like a a definite vision of how to use this obstacle. And when you give them like a box, they're like, how do I play (laughs) on this? You know, I want to play and this looks fun. But then when you give them like a warped wall from American Ninja Warrior, they're like, I clearly know what to do. (laughs) I run up this as far as I can and try and grab the top. And so our gym tries to be kind of a mixture of those things. Uh, And in our classes, we try to make sure to teach people how to be creative and train on these different types of obstacles. And so in our gym, we have, it's very like a part of our gym looks like Qbert, you know, just like two foot kind of (laughs) squares going up. And then we have a foam pit, you know, Mm -hmm. because Kids just love oh, foam the foam pits. The best, yeah. Uh, and then we have like a spring floor, and people just kind of gravitate to that spring floor. But then we have these, um, just these eight foot pillars with bars on it, and mm. you can just bring over like a trapezoidal type box mm. close to it, and then you have to start getting creative. And there's a hundred different things that you can do in the gym, and the gym changes every single day that you come in. Oh, 
there are some like fixed points, you know what I mean? But we're always, we, we strive to make sure that the gym like changes. And Mm -hmm. that way, if you were to just come in and say, okay, everything's a fixed point, how do I interact with this? And since people move this vault over here, this Mm -hmm. block over here, it's always changing. It's always kind of like experimental for people. So whenever I did a parkour, the hardest thing for me to learn at first is the calling vaults. Do you have Mm -hmm. like, it's like, is there a certain kind of vault that people have issues with learning whenever you're teaching them by any chance? Yeah, so like... We, and that, wait, just, just for the listener, a Kong vault is like when you dive towards something, you put your mm-hmm. hands on the object and use your momentum to redirect your... Use your arms to redirect your momentum forward in a way to like kind of pull your legs over. I can't really describe it. You aren't really pulling your right. legs through your arms. You're kind of so just what, redirecting your momentum. Yeah, so what you're doing is you're diving hands first onto an object and then you're pushing off with your hands tucking your knees into your chest and kind of floating over. Yeah, it's kind of like your arms are going to give you an extra bounce in a way. Yeah, so um, the UK calls it like a Kong vault, and it's kind of like a common term. Here in the gym, we call it a cat pass because that's more of like the French terminology. Yeah, I remember that. um, Like delineated or whatever. Um, But yeah, that that tends to be like the holy grail of vaults. (laughs) I saw this online. I must do it. (laughs) It's so hard to master. It takes a lot of like time on mental blocks. Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of mental blocks. And like I was afraid of just like I was gonna fall down and I just like hit my head on the concrete after I jumped over the bench. To me, like maybe like three or four months to teach myself it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the right amount of teaching and strength, um, you can learn it in one minute. Oh wow! You can you can get it like down really quickly. However, like. At our gym, we're kind of like, I wouldn't say scared, but we're very cautious about vaults like that because Mm -hmm. people come in and they want to learn like these really difficult vaults Mm -hmm. that are really dangerous. And so we tend to wait um, up to probably two months of training before we teach people that vault because there's so many things that can go wrong. And so we we have like a a stepping, you know, up to that, to Mm -hmm. that kind of um, vault and Dang, so I couldn't walk in today and just do it? <laughs> you just be you like, could. Nah, I don't have any parkour experience. <laughs> Let me like run up and jump over and That's what that. tends to happen. Now, in our open training, we allow people to kind of train what they, what they want. And we know, that, we know that not everyone wants to like go on the same path that, mm-hmm. that we set out for you. And so we have like the classes and the open training. And trust me, there's people like falling over and over and over. <laughs> it's common. You get used to yeah. it. I will watch someone for 30 minutes straight trying this. And and we know like as coaches and as trainers that in order to learn a new skill, like you should do drills up until the point that you practice it. It's like, mm. no, I'm just going to do the cat pass a hundred times. Like <laughs> that's how I'm going to learn it. And we, you know, we suggest like really with any movement, a backflip or anything, we're like, Hey, you might want to take a break and then come back to it later. And they're like, no, I'm going to get this right now. Oh, you know, they're just like, <laughs> Actually, that's a good thing to do because <laughs> I actually broke my collarbone because I didn't take a break for hand back oh, clips. Yeah. So yeah, I I hardly support hey, that Kyle, motion because did you not listen. <laughs> no, I I was overconfident. I thought I could do it because See, I did a backflip off a diving board the day before. It's like yeah. I could do this. Had a guy chain me like for like maybe an hour, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was like, I'm gonna get this done before the time I leave. I was too tired. Did like <laughs> like a 180 instead of a 360 with my oh. by jumping up. Went straight down, and I had a mat beneath me, but I jumped in front of the mat, oh, yeah. right on the floor, snapped my collarbone in two, had to get surgery, and was out of commission for three months. So please oh. listen to your instructors, everybody. Yeah. Please listen to your instructors. I have a metal plate in my shoulder now because of it. Oh. It's a constant reminder. Free running, 
is just outside without a gym no. and you get a group of people? It's free running, as least I describe it, it's parkour with a flair. It's when you do flips and like back flips and like handsprings and your motions. Parkour oh. itself is more like an actual like efficient way. Like it's kind of like a martial arts in a way. Like yeah. you don't do anything fancy with martial arts. You just need to get your opponent down the ground. You're trying to get over the obstacle as quickly as possible. Right. That right? So, yeah, that that's pretty close. Yeah. That, I mean, I would I would say several people believe like exactly that, um, or most people believe exactly that. Um, parkour. I tend to think of it as like I said earlier, like a tool. And then whenever you would use that tool, other than what it's intended for, mm-hmm. tends yeah, to true. be like freestyle, right? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it ends up being like different. And so free running ends up being this, this way of using parkour that's just different than what it was originally intended for. And so parkour being point A to point B, quick and efficient, free running more like there's an A Maybe there's a B. <laughs> I'm having fun. Yeah. It's freeing. It's moving. It's using some of the original elements of parkour, but then also incorporating everything from gymnastics and tricking and martial arts, mm-hmm. even breakdancing and dance, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to just move. But the, the, the same concept of fluid movement exists through mm-hmm. all of it. So like the idea of flow, the, the idea that maximum efficiency or maximum flow or flow state is achieved because free running is not just a backflip. And and for the same idea, parkour is not just some like vault mm-hmm. to a stick on, on a rail or something like that. Uh, you must achieve like some type of fluid movement, whether it's backflip, back roll, backflip. You know, you do a vault to a rail to flip off. It you know, it's like this idea of constant movement that that tends to be gorgeous if you're doing it correctly like you can see fluid motion and it's like oh that that was pretty you know would this correlate on the dance floor then do people become better dancers <laughs> i was because a of parkour dancing, like because you're one with your body and a lot of people it's kind of like a mental blocker trying mm-hmm. to dance so i feel like it would help out i would same. i would say that you know how We've always heard that moms and dads get little kids into gymnastics so that they mm-hmm. can learn coordination. I've taught 40-year-old men how to skip in oh. parkour class. You know, <laughs> like, I, we, we teach coordination. And so, like, I really think parkour could be the new young kids' gymnastics where, mm-hmm. where kids learn their body and coordination. And I think that translates into everything. It can translate into dance mm-hmm. uh, very easily. I, I know a lot of people that started in parkour and moved to, like, breakdancing. There's a guy named B-Boy Elusive. He, his, his name is Josh Vineyard. And he started out at, like, 13 years old um, doing parkour kind of found himself movement-wise and moved into breakdancing. And he still did some parkour mm-hmm. and breakdancing until eventually he got full-time into breakdancing and then got into stunts and was like a uh, stunt guy for the Spider-Man movie. Oh, wow. Um, and he, yeah. he then took his breakdancing to like America's Got Talent. You know, he did a little bit of gymnastics, but I think he contributes parkour a little bit to like his coming out of the shell, Mm -hmm. feeling more comfortable with his body and then moving into these things that made him, he's now famous, you know? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Speaking of which, I know you do stunt work, but before we get to that, one thing we haven't asked you yet is how do you get into parkour? Like what, how did you discover parkour and Mm -hmm. then like start like going down this path? So when I started parkour, 
over 11 years ago, it was watch a video and go outside. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully you can like bring a friend with you to act like an idiot, right? Because <laughs> you in don't. That's me and two my friends. Yeah, in case you yeah. Get the, like the buddy you system. Hurt yourself. It's like, well, shoot. <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's how it started like 11 years ago, right? And so now it's real easy. Uh, now it's go on Facebook, find, type in your city and parkour. There's probably 10, 15 people training or if you're lucky enough, there are parkour gyms popping up mm-hmm. everywhere. You can just Google it now and you'll find some community within 30 minutes of you to an hour for sure and and just do that. Like I think that's the easiest way. Yeah. Um, if, if you want to train more on your own, I suggest finding... It, it's kind of hard to like know the real idea of parkour because people train it so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but finding the highest view count on parkour on YouTube mm-hmm. is not necessarily mm-hmm. like the best thing that you can do because <laughs> now everything's free running. And so when you, when you see and connotate the idea of parkour, you look at a video and it's backflips. It's like, Oh, I got to learn my backflip now, you know, in order mm-hmm. to do parkour. It's not that way. It's just really just learning to move, mm-hmm. you know, like, start doing obstacle course races like Spartan and stuff like that. That is the purest form. Yeah, it's true. You are overcoming all those obstacles. Yeah. Like 25 obstacles in those. Yeah. I've always wanted to do one. We should do one, Kyle. Everyday Superhumans team for yeah. Spartan race. Oh my gosh, yeah. that would be so much fun. Yeah, they're held here in Austin, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And you guys can come, train yeah. at the gym, we'll teach you a couple things. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, to get into it now, you, you just want to... I, I would say that it is okay and great to try and learn parkour from it from anyone who who like has a class or something like mm-hmm. that you'll you'll get a pretty good introduction mm-hmm. and and if you know your body well enough to understand this isn't like really yet like this movement is not good for me yet mm-hmm. then you can pretty much go anywhere and mm-hmm. and kind of learn that stuff and i understand that you though had a gymnastics background before you started teaching parkour right yeah i started gymnastics when i was 18 and then I coached gymnastics for about three years. I was taking kids to like national competitions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Oh, wow. um, and then I started learning more about parkour. And I was like, oh, this is great. And so three years later after that, it's all I taught. All I taught was parkour. I didn't teach gymnastics or anything anymore. Because that was really what I always wanted mm-hmm. to learn. Gymnastics was just like the closest thing is to Is this that. where uh, Texas parkour came around then? Like, yeah. Then, mm-hmm. Like in 2005, like Texas parkour started. At least when I started parkour, one thing that they highly emphasize on is learning your roles first. Mm-hmm. Because if you know how to roll, you could get out of things a lot easier. Because the roll displaces, if you roll, you displace your momentum forward and stuff like strange to the ground so you don't like damage your legs or whatever mm-hmm. and it's the most important thing to learn like whenever i taught parkour actually we would do like two weeks of teaching new people just rolls and like safety mm-hmm. vaults mm-hmm. like it was it's so important to know safety because like you're right there's no safety gear there's no helmet for this there's no shoulder pads or knee pads you got you need to know how your body can be used to recover yourself from getting hurt you, there's precautions that people take of course like people like watch a youtube video like on how to do like a calling vault without knowing the safety procedures before it. Mm-hmm. They're guaranteed to get injured, but that's because they just didn't look far enough into it. This one right. cool. Yeah, like in our in our program, we're pretty um we're pretty determined to teach you like a specific way. And so we have five basic principles and it's safety over, down, up, and then flow. Mm-hmm. And so the first one we is even subcategorize into landing and falling. 
And so, or it's rolling, rolling and falling. And so we're teaching you how to roll and Mm -hmm. we're teaching you how to like actually land and fall correctly. Yeah. And, you know, they have to learn those things along with uh, jumping and vaulting. That's our whole safety program or our intro to parkour that we call it. So it's safety and over that we teach. And you actually have to test out of those skills before we even allow you to go up or down or flow, you know, because we just believe so strongly that you need those skills. You need to master those skills before moving on to anything else. Yeah, it's like one of the first things that you you Mm -hmm. have to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're you're gonna fall. Yeah, like it's also a good way to bail out. Like like with skiing, for example, if I'm skiing down and I'm like going to speed down at control with, like I I had to teach myself because I never actually took that many skiing classes. I had to learn how to fall the proper way, so that way if I get out of control, just like I just force myself to fall, so that way I do not get myself in. Yeah. So yeah, right. learning to fall is definitely one of the most important things you could do. Yeah. It sounds like it kind of sounds like I guess like to like the non-practitioners, like oh, learning how to fall, it just sounds like. I'm like, it's something being like a failure or something like that. But no, it's actually a safety thing. Yeah, yeah, no. Because yeah. you, you are afraid to fall, and then you like think about it while you're falling, and you're probably more prone to injury. Who doesn't want to learn how to fall? You know what I mean? Like, And what parent doesn't want to teach their child? Yeah, like, true. you're playing on the playground. You're going to fall. You're going to you know trip. You're going to do something on the playground. And so if they're in our class just for four times, like one month, you know, they're they're learning how to fall. And mm-hmm. so hopefully they're able to carry those ideas on onward. And so most of our parents are very happy. It's like, oh yeah, like my kid tripped and did a roll. Like yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was like a little ninja, you know? <laughs> <That's cute. laughs> like I feel like it's especially preventative taking account for your own body because you're right, like children, they love to play with anything, whether it's on the playground or like in the house and stuff like the that. Couch, the door frame. Yeah. They're, and they're not always, they're not going to have like a helmet on or any sort of safety equipment on when mm-hmm. they're just like walking around. Then if they like fall or something happens, they can just kind of like roll out of it and look like a ninja. Impress all their friends and their yeah. parents. Yeah. I, th- like, I think I'm, you hit it yeah. like right there on, on, on the head, right? Like parkour is the idea that anything could happen anytime. Mm-hmm. And so like if you prepare for it by putting shin guards and knee pads on, <laughs> then you're not you're not really ready at any yeah. moment. Parkour, you know, especially the the truest idea, um, is like this concept of being able to move quickly and efficiently anytime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, wake up from sleeping on the street and be able to run because someone's after you like yeah. That's like apocalypse style, but like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like you need to be able to manipulate your, your yeah. body in a way to stay safe all the time. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's right, sorry. Oh, just, no. like, you talking about that like, now from like a more like removed point of view. It makes mm-hmm. so much sense. Like why I was so into parkour years ago because I'm a I was a Boy Scout, uh-huh. which is all about being prepared. I'm an engineer, which is all about over preparing oh, for yeah. everything. Yep. And like for example, today with me, I brought three changes of clothes with me because I don't know when I'm going back to my apartment. So I'm like, I'll just bring clothes with me <laughs> yeah. just in case. Uh, we opened up this gym called True Nature Training, and just no one cared about moving that. <laughs> no, like what? What? Uh, it's about nice. training on trees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we training in a gym? You know? And everyone was like all about the parkour, um, whether we were marketing it that way or yeah. whatever. And so that um, that other owner at the time ended up getting out of the organization and it became like predominantly parkour Mm. tumbling and like fitness and so um when that happened we were like well we could ask our kids 
what's the name of this gym? And they had no clue. Even though it was written really huge <laughs> on the wall, they had no idea. And so we set out to try and find this idea of what what we really are. And the idea was that we want to bridge movement. We want to bridge all movement. And so uh. we want to be we want to have the idea of like doing parkour can bridge you to gymnastics or gymnastics mm-hmm. to parkour or parkour to crossfit or whatever whatever so it's it is like a, that we it's want like to a do. gateway drug to all these different things. Yeah, exactly. A healthy gateway drug. <laughs> a healthy, yeah, yeah. Alternative and so get we, high on life. So we found so we we changed our name BAM, which also was like, well we have a lot of young kids in our in our um, clientele and so we went with like a comic book theme and all mm-hmm. that and so it was like bam um, and then you know we didn't even put things on the wall and we asked people what's the name of the gym and kids were like bam you know yeah that's just great. all about it and so it totally totally worked for us um, we continued on we started uh, getting pretty popular until the point that we were the crazy thing about a gym is like we were always in the black. Like we never, we never actually went into the red ever. We never like had to use like really our own money to to do anything. We used a very small investment from the beginning to kind of just use the money that we got to make the gym better. Um, until eventually, uh, we decided two years two years later to open up a gym down south. Oh wow. Yeah, Man, that's good. And it seems like you're constantly going. You told me earlier that you have like 21 employees, at least during the summertime. Like yeah, that's, yeah. We, that's between both gyms, right? Between both gyms, yeah. It was, it's been wild. Like every year we've done a summer camp, it's been getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And so our first year we did summer camp, I think we had about maybe 60 kids. Um, and we were charging really like good. 275 or something like that. And then our second year, we um, we had somewhere around like 100 kids and our third year we had somewhere around like 150 wow this yeah. this year because of the two gyms i yeah. think we probably had close to 350 like wow. kids in right. summer camp yeah. it was wild we had like seven summer camps and all of them had about 40 to 50 kids i thought that felt great just like seeing like a cow like it just got bigger and bigger each mm-hmm. year like, yeah yeah we're really excited and we've a lot of our coaches have helped um with creating the program uh kurt campbell which is kind of our head coach here um helped us kind of revamp our program and now we actually do like classes so we'll teach the you know we call it the science of philosophy or Mm -hmm. the the, like the art of what do we do the class class of art the class of science and the class of philosophy and we sit down and we talk to them Mm -hmm. about gravity and momentum and how we use it as an art as well as a discipline and Mm -hmm. and things like that what's your favorite class to teach like what's your favorite thing to teach like in general i guess between like backflips to the philosophy Oh, my hands down intro to parkour for like right. for like six to ten year olds. Like <laughs> they get that's, so excited. Yeah, I mean like it's way easier to teach adults, but to, like to see a kid learn something and possibly take that on, like and move forward, it's just it's just the best. I love your logo though. Especially with us being everyday superhumans. Mm-hmm. It's like bam. Yeah, it's very comic book. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's bam in the center. Yeah. And then like a cityscape above it outlined into like the big yeah, like bam like asterisk. Who designed the logo, if you don't mind me asking? Um we uh had the concept, um, and then I don't remember the name of the guy who drew it for mm-hmm. us, but like this was like our concept and we were yeah. like, Yeah, this is what we want. Yeah. And you're wearing like a superhero hat too that's right yeah. like it's just straight on yeah. can you be our mascot <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you do feel like batman doing parkour like you, yeah. like, you feel like they like, run around the city and like, start fighting crime like it's not yeah oh yeah we yeah. have an owner that like legitimately his goal in life is to become batman you know it's <laughs> like awesome. i will become batman 
<laughs> okay. uh, so for sure, it's it's all about it's all about that for sure. So for the academy itself, like how could somebody come in and like register like register for a class and stuff like that? And yeah, it's what pretty age easy. levels do you do? Do you do like all ages? We do. We so we have several classes. We have a three to five year old class. We actually oh, teach wow. like three to five. So, so freaking cute. Yeah, they're <laughs> so cute. Um, so three to five is one class, and then we have our six to thirteen year old class, and that sounds like a huge mm-hmm. like jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but what tends to happen is the younger kids tend to stay in that class. So it's like our intro, mm-hmm. whereas the um, more advanced kids will quickly uh, train out and in, into okay. like our level one class. And then we obviously like do different stations for different heights and age groups. And so we can kind of teach them side by side. And then we have um, our 15 and up, which is our, our adult classes. And our classes tend to be intro to parkour, level one and level two. And so they're learning different skills in each one. They're putting little, we call it, um, skills in their parkour tool belt, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Superhuman belt. Yeah, yeah. And so you just go onto the the website, um, click on schedule, schedule yourself for class. It's the first time it's free. Um, Okay, then I should definitely do a class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can try any of our classes like our tumbling, parkour, our our free moving, free movers class, which is a mix between like fitness and parkour. It's really just like a movement class and we kind of do things like over and over and kind of drill. And then uh, we have what's called like a time trial class, which is if you're, if you've tested out of our level one class, you can go to our time trial, Mm -hmm. which is just like intense parkour obstacle courses, like all (sighs) for the whole hour. Yeah. Our big thing right now is uh, search engine optimization. So I know SEO. SEO. Yeah. Because um, we are pretty much the only parkour gym. And so if anyone types in parkour Austin, Mm -hmm. boom, they find us, they come. But like we want them to come for fitness. You know, we want them to come Mm -hmm. for a playground. We want them to come for summer camp. And so since we've like optimized for those things, we get people coming for those things. Mm -hmm. And so as a business owner, I think SEO can can be 10 times better than spending $100 on Yelp or, yeah. you know, or some That's newspaper ad really or something like point. that. It's a hard game though to, to play. It is. You got to find like the right search terms and you can do a lot of it for free. And one of the coolest things is just create like a hundred websites or like put yourself on a hundred websites. And as long as your content is pretty uh, standard across Mm -hmm. all of them and they're all linking to like one source, uh, it ends up being pretty helpful, especially if you use key terms like best podcast ever. (laughs) You know, we'll definitely be lending you a hand because uh, we link in the show notes of each episodes the Mm -hmm. main website for all of our guests. So you'll be getting some SEO points. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We already shouted out on Everyday Superhuman (laughs) Facebook page. Is there anything like in particular about parkour that you want to talk about that you want to share with the audience before we... Yeah, I mean, I think that... I mean, this is everyday superheroes, yeah. right? So, like... Or superhumans. So, like, my, my like, biggest thing that I wanted to do when I was a kid was be Jackie Chan. Like, okay. I wanted to be him. And then I wanted to be Jim Carrey. But then, like... <laughs> Like the physical acting and, like, the ability to move and things yeah. like that. Uh, you know, I, I think that one of the initiatives that we end up wanting to start here at the gym is actually putting together a plan 
that says like if you do tumbling up to level two and you do parkour up to level three and if you do you know the, these different you know stunt fighting and we even have lightsaber classes here <laughs> you know like you can actually like become batman you can actually like become um you know nightwing or something like mm-hmm. that like you can actually get pretty close to who you really want to be you know like you want to be a Pokemon trainer? Like, go play Pokemon. Yeah, you want to is this a Pokestop? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. How, how do you get it to be a Pokestop? I don't even know. I think lots of money helps. Yes, okay. money definitely helps. <laughs> Having people pay now for Pokestops. Oh. Yeah. And, okay. like, it tends to be landmarks, mm-hmm. um, like churches and, you mm-hmm. know, institutions and murals and things like that. I think that anyone who ever wanted to be a superhero, whether you're 300 pounds and never done parkour before, like, you can come in here and you can start learning because the whole idea is efficiency, right? So if it's more efficient to take the stairs, Mm -hmm. that is the way that you go. You do not have to go up the eight-foot wall. Can I throw this in there? Like One thing I noticed in the parkour community when I was really into it is that the people in the parkour community are more inviting than any other place. Like like People Mm -hmm. that are so nice and like willing to help lend a hand. Yeah. That's, uh, like, some people, like, are like afraid of going to the gym because afraid of being judged, but like I never felt any judgment at all on parkour. So yeah, like our clientele here is eight-year-old kids who play Minecraft, <laughs> and then thirty-year-old kids who play Minecraft. <laughs> like they probably play Pokemon Go too. That's I bet right, everybody everyone, uh, probably. It's the same. It's the same person. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it brings the inner child a lot. Mm-hmm. They're they're nerds. They're geeks. Yeah. They're. I was, I was a high schooler who, uh, yeah, like I was the nerdy guy in high school and I discovered parkour. And like ever since then, I've like had like this mentality for like a path of physical fitness the rest of my life. Like I work out all the time now because like I just know it's important to like respect my mm-hmm. body. So yeah, definitely, even if you don't stick with it, like I didn't, it still sticks with you for the rest of your life. For sure. Yeah. And uh, I guess one final question, this might be a bit dated, but remember uh, whenever the office did the whole parkour thing, uh-huh, did that yeah. piss you off a lot? Like when people were making, you know, fun of it? it's interesting, you know, I've, I've learned, um, I've learned a couple things over the, over the years. And when it first came out, I was pretty livid. Yeah. I was, was like, <laughs> this is the, I cannot believe that they've ruined my art. <laughs> Three men trying to jump off of a truck into a trash can and do flips into lamps and stuff like that. Like, I couldn't have been more like affected by it. But like, probably just a year after that, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm fine with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I learned that people see things in different ways, Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what? Like, people saw parkour. They, you know, like they yelled parkour. Like, if anything, that probably helped us. Yeah, it probably did. You know what I mean? (laughs) It didn't hurt us, and so like. A lot of times, the the one thing, the things that I really hate, because that was a satire, and so yeah. like that's that that ended up being fine with me. What I w- hate even more than that is people like trying to do like what really is parkour and completely missing the boat because they're mm. uneducated um, mm. by it, and so that I feel hurts the art form, the the discipline, like a lot more than than like mm. Michael Scott. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, in like this case, since we get, I can actually go with that is for people that don't have like a uh, academy near them like mm-hmm. the BAM Academy and then we get to parkour there are YouTube videos you can watch are there any specific YouTube channels you'd recommend for people that actually like want to start um, into yeah I would definitely not look at any of my old tutorial videos <laughs> I think uh, I used to watch those they're like 10 years old they're like very well they're very un. they're awful they're awful they're not well done and <laughs> edited awfully as well you know I don't I don't know like 
I don't like throwing out Jesse LaFlair's name because he's a he's a free runner and he has lots of tricks on mm-hmm. his channel, but his videos are done pretty well. If you just type in like parkour tutorial, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of stuff. If you go to Jesse LaFlair, um, you're gonna you're gonna find a lot of tricks and you're gonna also find some parkour things. He explains them pretty well. But I would also say like any video that explains a trick that doesn't ex- doesn't show you the trick in the first like thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Just find another okay. find another one. Because what you really want to do is you want to just look at the trick a hundred times. Refresh, refresh, mm-hmm. refresh, repeat. Just look at it a hundred times and then listen to what they're what they're trying to tell you to do. Because you want to see how to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, if it has a lot of views, that means that means it's probably done done correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely check out any of the the major channels, Urban Revolution, Tempest Freerunning. Oh yeah, Tempest. Yeah, I used to watch them a lot. Yeah, yeah. Revolution Parkour. Um, I think that I think you might be able to find a bunch of the skills that we have online if you type in BAM Academy Achievement Program into YouTube. You'll probably find um, you'll probably find some some training and the idea of just the skill like over and over and over again. There's Hawaii Parkour has some good ones. There's I guess I watch them too. Um, something I I forget, but yeah. there's 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 a couple good Revolution Parkour. There's a couple good tutorials out there. Okay. Urban so, Movement. Yeah, Urban Movement sounds familiar too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's I guess that's it with everything. Do you have any more questions? Or? No, but I want to see you do some. <laughs> All right. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, I'll put Some this in there. Hardcore parkour. Yeah. Hardcore. I'll say, don't park I, don't parkour oh, it up. Yeah, <laughs> I used to be back in my freshman year of college, I get the nickname Parker because I was really into parkour. And uh-huh. every time I a friend of mine saw me, she'd go, Parkour, parkour. And another guy I just like met recently, like whenever she's saying that a lot. Uh-huh. He thought that he, she was saying Parker, Parker. <laughs> so now yeah. even though he knows my real name now, in his phone I'm still Parker. Nice, <laughs> nice. And six years later I'm still Parker. For more on the Bam Academy, check out thebamacademy.com. That is thebamacademy.com. You can also find them on Twitter and Facebook by searching for them in the search bars. And if you want to see Matthew and the other coaches in action, check out their YouTube channel by searching for Bam Academy in the YouTube search bar. Want to become more superhuman? Check out our website, everydaysuperhumans.com, for all of our episodes and blog posts. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash everydaysuperhumans. Follow us on Twitter at superhumans cast and instagram at everyday superhumans and hey if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show on itunes or wherever you get your podcast that would be super review and remember not every hero has to fly so grab your cape and let's go Soft voices make Soft. good for NPR. That's right. Yeah, we could be, I can't become say NPR. That's right, because I always say that's right. That's my go-to. <laughs> that's right? left, Kyle. <laughs> that's left, Kyle. I'm trying to avoid saying that's You're right. Like Zoolander, you can't turn left. <laughs>